You are now on air. Good morning, good afternoon, um, wherever you're joining us from. This is the Business Leadership Podcast Live. It is Friday, the 16th of November, 2018. This is episode number 57, and thank you for joining. I am Edwin Frendozo, and the Business Leadership Podcast Live is a live call-in radio show where I speak to business leaders, subject matter experts, and thought leaders to discuss the latest innovations, current events, or best practices that will help you personally and professionally grow. This episode is brought to you by Slingshot VoIP, a leader in business voice AI technologies that help companies understand what the customers are saying when they're calling in. Again, happy Friday. Thank you for joining us today. I am I am Edwin Frendozo, and I am excited to introduce my co-host today, who is Joseph Leif. He is the president of Joseph Leif Business Coaching, which provides personal training in business, leadership, marketing, and entrepreneurship. He is a business leader coach, not a life coach, not an executive coach, but a business leadership coach. So it's almost fitting that he is joining me on the Business Leadership Podcast Live. Um, he he focuses really on three keys of success for, for business success, which is speed, focus, and innovation. So I'm really excited to to really dive into this topic, uh, even for myself as as I grow and build my, you know, build my business and other projects that I'm on. So we thought it would be, the topic would be great to, to be uh, about nimble bootstrapping. Uh, and, and we'll get into that. I'll let Joseph talk about where we're going to take this. So if you are joining us live, I would love to hear from you. Jo you could drop a message right into the comments below. Uh, you could put a question, comment, anything, and we'll, we'll address it there. If you do have a story or you want to really share, dive deep with Joseph or myself, would love to have you join the conversation live. Um, just let us know as well. Without further ado, Joseph, how are you doing today? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Edwin. I am fantastic. Yeah, so first off, for the listeners out there, Joseph uh, basically is filling in for someone who was scheduled <laughs> here. And he is super, I'm super happy that I got introduced to Joseph because as I was, you know, doing my research and my study on Joseph, I, I thought, oh, I mean, this is perfect topics and awesome. and I love it. I mean, even for myself, as I'm going into planning for 2019, right, Joseph? So I'm sure yeah. you talk. I'm sure you talk about this with many of the people you work with. So uh, absolutely, I, absolutely. I, I wanted want to do that. So, did you want to maybe introduce the topic? Let let us know what we're talking about, and, and we'll go from there. Sure, sure. So, I work with folks who are entrepreneurs who are starting their their businesses. I also work with with uh, business leaders in organizations that are established, but I'm focusing these days on entrepreneurs. Taking what I've been teaching uh, for basically the past decade, a little over a decade, uh, in corporate America, uh, teaching large organizations how to become nimble. And if you can imagine that, it's quite an, <laughs> quite an amazing thing to see. Yes. A big organization learning to be quick and adaptable, but uh, that's what I do. Uh, now I'm taking that and I'm, I'm surprised how much of it doesn't has not trickled down into the startup world and into uh, into the one person, two person shops. Um, the principles and the practices that I've been teaching are super practical uh, and and they can help you like starting today kind of thing. So that that's what I'm doing, helping those folks learn to get out faster and learning to adapt more nimbly to the 
the environment and the, the customers and the feedback that they're getting um, and continually innovate. So that's awesome. Awesome. I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued, Joseph. I'm really intrigued. So, I mean, you talked about a couple of things there already, but I'm just going to, I'm going to just talk about, I just want to start off with speed. Like, like, what do you mean by speed or really like, I mean, you're talking about individuals, smaller organizations. So right. how do you, how do you think a leader can move faster at this point? Um, so when I'm, when I'm talking about speed, I'm, I'm really talking about how quickly you get from concept to cash, right? Mm -hmm. From idea to the market. And a lot of folks believe because they didn't think it, think, think about it very hardly, I, I think, um, that they have to have a whole bunch of stuff in place in order to launch their business or in order to uh, introduce a new new aspect, a new product or service into the market. Uh, and if if you go about it correctly, I can help you cut like months off of your delivery because uh, just because of the, the way we go about it. I don't know where to start pulling on these strings of like the the concepts and principles, but uh, no, that's the sure. idea. No, I, I get it. I mean, I I, I advise. I've, I've been I'm like I've been a tech entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur for yeah. almost fourteen years, and I advise many startups, many entrepreneurs as well. And even for myself, Joseph, and, and I'll quickly share this um, with you. Uh, when you talk about speed, and people always ask me, Edwin, uh, you know, with this podcast, like I don't know how you do it, how you're so busy, and you're still running this. What I tell people, Joseph, and maybe you could, I'd love to get your insight or even thoughts about this. So I had uh, I had launched my podcast almost two years ago. But I, literally, by the third episode, I had 53. I had the processes written down. I had like 53 steps how Edwin produces a podcast. I mean, one of those steps could have been cut and paste this from that, you know, from this document to that. But I had actually written it all down just so I don't just so I know if I need to grow, scale, hire someone. It's already there. It's written down and make it boring as hell. So I could I could grow and scale, right? Like, so what do you think? Is that something in terms of the concepts of speed? If you were using me as a as a, as a guinea pig, yeah, sort of. Uh, the the idea, and I think you probably have done this in in what you're doing, just because of your background. Mm -hmm. uh, but breaking stuff down and starting to bring a part of what you planned on bringing to market to the market. Um, I like the, the, there's a concept in the, the, the principles that I'm talking about come out of uh, two ideas, lean and agile. Uh, they're, they're similar concepts. Um, but one of my favorites is the. And, and actually, but be, be, before I, before you answer this, cause, cause <laughs> Eric is who had a question and I think yeah. this, this question might be exactly, you could elaborate it with your answer now because he's asking uh, he he basically said he works with a lot of startup and a lot of companies um, talking about agile. So his question ah, was: perfect. Is there a is there a notable difference between a nimble mindset and an agile mindset? And now you're talking about lean. So I just wanted yeah, yeah, it was yeah. actually almost perfect timing. So Eric, the notable difference? What? Uh, yes, in that I have found I've been doing doing the agile coach. So I've done agile coaching for. 15 years or so, 12, 15 years. Uh, and I've stopped trying, I've trying to stop using the word agile because it just has so much baggage. And if you were to try and talk with your people and you use the word nimble instead, 
of using the word agile, you'll find all the times when they're using the word agile to mean something else. I am interested in businesses and individuals becoming nimble. That means you're able to adapt as fast or, fa or faster than the changes that happen in your context. So if something happens, you're able to adapt. What you find when people start talking about capital A Agile is they're, they're talking about doing Agile, right? We're going to do Agile or, or we do Agile at our, at our company. Let's, let's go do some Agile. <laughs> They've turned it from an adjective, which is, uh, describes a state of being. I am nimble. They've turned it into a noun. It's a thing that you are like you you're a, a house or you are agile. Well, that that unfortunately leads you away from what agility is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about quickly adapting to what happens in the context. And yeah, people don't. But people will often mean one of four things when they this is in my first book, Being Agile in a Waterfall World. Yeah. Um, people mean one of four things. They either mean actually being nimble, and that's fantastic. They might mean uh, the agile movement. So the if you read the Agile Manifesto and get engaged with all the communities and all that stuff that's going on, um, there's that's one thing that they mean. They might mean agility enabling practices, and they might also mean uh, like 21st century leadership practices. So one of those four things is is what they mean when they say agile. I mean, that's uh, do you have a very specific when you talked about being nimble, organizations being nimble and and really change? Are you maybe thinking about and maybe we're, we're might be getting ahead of ourselves? Um, could be doing pivots, for example, or changing yep. to market changes as well. It has nothing to do with what's happening behind where agile development is. This is how we develop things. I mean, the high level. I mean, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to say I'm an expert at this all. It's all, it's all, key, it's all keywords or something to me at this point. Yeah. 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 But and that's, uh, and that's why I like using the word nimble instead of agile because yeah. it, it, it's such a overused term. It's just got baggage. Yeah. Uh, just like the word pivot does. So the word pivot comes out of uh, Eric Reese and all of the, the stuff with the lean startup, which is fantastic. Actually, <laughs> if you want, here's, here's a, a story of the one that got away for all of you entrepreneurs who are listening. Um, I was writing about using agile practices to start businesses in, I think it was 2008 or nine if you go to if you go to uh, startupnation.com and you search for Joseph Flahiff, you'll find three articles that I wrote there um, that were basically description of the lean startup. Oh wow! You're so you are the the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't claim that at all. I don't claim that. But but I had the thought. So this is the the one that got away story. Yeah. I had the thought, and <laughs> and probably lots of other people did too. Eric Reese had the thought and acted on it in, yes. in a massive way and had a platform to speak to, um, you know, through Stanford and, and all that. So would you say he was being nimble? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. He, yeah. And, and what he's trying to do, and I actually exchanged emails with him way back then. And, and we talked about the word agile and he said, I don't really like using that word because people don't connect with it. 
business people connect more with the lean concept because of you know lean six sigma stuff that they know about that's so right that's, where that's he right went that direction but that's um yeah um, what, what he was trying to do is get people to be nimble to to be adaptable and and that's what i'm trying to do as well so no that's great um if you're just joining us live what we're talking about at the is, is, you know, the differences between being nimble or the definition of being nimble versus agile. Uh, so if you are just joining us, feel free to ask some questions. Eric, thanks for the question. Really appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, Kristen, thanks for joining us. Um, I guess I guess to, to move along that as well, um, I guess before I get into a yellow uh, anonymous person, just ask a question. Aren't, <laughs> aren't all companies really doing some variant of agile and waterfall anyways? Is it anyone doing purely agile or pure waterfall now i guess is the question or statement i'm not sure okay so yellow bear um <laughs> this is exactly what i was talking about um doing agile i don't give a fat rats behind what you do like doing agile is that, but by saying that most people mean they're holding daily stand-ups they're putting some kind of time bound on the work that they do and working in what they're calling sprints, which may just be time boxes around their waterfalls. Um, doing agile is useless. Being nimble, actually adapting as fast or faster than the changes that happen in your business context is absolutely freaking necessary. And so the terms agile and waterfall are are really moot because every organization, no matter what you're doing, has to change as fast or faster than the changes that happen in their context. Now, some organizations, some businesses produce products and services that are given to longer agility horizons. Construction, I've worked in construction, um, actually in the IT side of construction, the network spaces and cables and all that stuff uh, at Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center a decade or more ago. <laughs> and, and there in construction, you work more linearly, but you still adapt when things happen. It's just the time scale is longer. And so you think of it differently. Um, I'm just interested in people adapting quickly when their context changes and the speed of change is happening more and more. Um, I, I am more interested in the, the principled application of agility than the practices, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's, uh, I think so. I think it, I mean, Yellow Bear, thanks for the question. I don't know if we, we answered the question. Um, feel free to ask another one or even join us. But uh, definitely good point in terms of that. And loving that uh, Joseph was like, that's basically what I, you know, what that's what we're talking about. It's it's yeah. really it's really you know definitions and how things are doing. So from that line, and you talk about how people have to be nimble. So how do you think leaders need to behave to increase now the speed, the speed of an organization? Yeah, yeah um, really, it it the agility of an organization um, cr critically rests in the hands of leaders. Mm -hmm. um, because I've seen it over and over and over again in organizations when I come in and I'll help do a, an organizational transformation and the, <laughs> the teams get it. I mean, you're telling teams, Hey, we want to give you autonomy. We want to give you more freedom to, to act and make decisions about your work and, and 
and get engagement and all that. And so they're going, yay. <laughs> Finally. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freedom to actually do stuff and use my brain and not just do what I'm told. Um, but if leaders don't get it, that, that it's in their hands to actually let go of those decisions, that decision-making process and give it away. Uh, I, I believe in something called a proximal decision-making model. Mm -hmm. And that is decisions should be made in the closest proximity to the best information. So some people will say you should push decision-making down in the organization to the people who have the information. I, I, I sort of agree with that, but I'm trying to m refine that to say you want to have those decisions made in closest proximity to the best information. So some decisions are strategic and should be made at a strategic level in the organization. And other decisions are tactical and better be made down lower in the organization from a hierarchical perspective um, because that'll make it more nimble, right? If, if, you're, if you want your organization to move quickly, then you as a leader need to get out of the bottleneck and let decisions be made where they are best made so yeah. it's when a, I, it's it's actually really interesting I, I was in a conversation about this about it, it was it was an emerging business leader and they're like talking about bottlenecks and and i was basically this was really yesterday joseph so it's interesting that you brought this up it was uh i was like well you know what i know you you are growing but you really have to trust the people yep. to do their you gotta let go I mean, yep. you have to like you hired them for a reason, right? <laughs> you have to let go, and you know, by interview, you know, in the process that I've been doing this, you know, interviewing hundreds of people now, hundreds of business leaders, Joseph. Right. I'm sure you know this. One of the biggest things they all said was trusting people, yep. letting go, let them let them make their mistakes. It's okay. Yep. Like, what's what's the worst case scenario? They learn, right? I mean, yeah. Of course, if they keep making that mistake, then maybe you'd had the wrong hire. But that's just probably a different. <laughs> that's probably a different conversation altogether, right? Um, but uh, yes, that's great. <laughs> that's great. I got. We got a comment from. Uh, I, yes, I'm reading that right now, and I totally agree with you. Exactly. Oh, that's so yeah, Steve Jobs lines. So yeah, it says it doesn't make sense to hire smart people and then tell them what to do. We hire smart people so they can tell us what to do. Steve Jobs, Farhan, thank you for dropping that in. And I think that's. That's what we're talking about, right, Joseph? Like, but it's so hard for leaders to let go, right? Be especially, especially in the startup space where they're the founder, right? This is my baby, my idea. It was I know better, jobs, right? I mean, yeah. This is this is this is my thing, and if I let go, then where's my identity, right? They they bound their identity up in the decision making of the organization, and they need to learn how to let go of that decision making and. Uh, delegate decision-making authority. That's that's actually the the key, is delegating decisions, not work. Yeah, that's right. If you're just joining us live, what we're talking about um, specifically, we the conversation came from like you know the difference between nimble and agile and how that that works within an organization. And now it's like how the leaders need to, you know, set their mind and trust trust the people, trust the organization. So so it could be nimble. And it could yeah. speed up the organization, but it all starts with the with the leader letting go, maybe letting go of ego, right, Joseph? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know you within ego your work. That's right. Yeah, it's. I mean, they're they're really afraid of letting go because if they don't, can those people make the right decisions? Um, and and we, when I'm when I'm coaching a leader in this, 
I help them in that we what we do is is we limit the decision domain, right? So that they can fail and it's safe. It's a safe to fail decision space. So you let them make decisions, but you let them also have the the, the freedom to fail in that. Um, I was thinking too about the the idea of you know what is the the role of the leader um, in the in I don't have specific statistics on this, but in my in my experience working in organizational transformations where they're going from a traditional sequential approach to delivering products and services to a more nimble, iterative, and incremental approach, mm-hmm. if the teams get it, which they usually do. They'll see a 20, 30% uptick in productivity and output and happiness and all those kinds of things. Um, but if the leaders don't get it, it, that's where it'll stop. And if you, if you read all the par- paraphernalia, all the propaganda about agile, uh, that, you know, you'll hear people claiming 400% improvements. And <laughs> that is absolutely possible if the leaders get it. Because you have to, and this gets back to the, your first question about speed. Right. Uh, you have to completely change the way you think about um, work. You're completely changing it. Where traditionally we thought about work as a big glomp of stuff. We have to do all these 500 things for this project to be done. I use a project because it's easy. And, and all of them are of equal weight. And you're successful when you've implemented all 500 of them and you're a failure if you haven't. And when you take an approach that maximizes agility, maximizes your ability to be nimble, then you prioritize the most important things to your customer first and you start delivering them really fast, right? Immediately. And then once you've got 20% of those things done, think about the 80-20 rule. You have delivered, if you're really prioritizing the most important stuff, yep. you've delivered 80% of the value to your customers. Maybe you could just chop off the last 80% of the work and, <laughs> and move on to something more important. That's right. And that's where you see the 400% improvement. When you start chopping off what you had on the, on the docket and saying, you know what, we don't need to do that. Let's move on. Just move forward. I, I wanted to change the topic a bit, and I want to cool. talk about focus. I know within your work, you talk about focus. So I, I want to get your definition of, of focus and and where it leads to, for the leader, how it helps them like increase, I think, I think what you write about focus on, on their own teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so a couple of different concepts fall under focus for me. Um, One of them is just exactly what I was just talking about. Um, It's that prioritizing the most important things and focusing on that and actually getting to done on on some stuff, getting it out, really delivering it. I was working with uh, a a group recently that was developing a a class and I was trying to help them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they didn't want my help. It was, it was a volunteer situation. So, you know, <clears throat> but trying to help them understand that it would be better for them to cr- create just a couple of modules and focus on getting that done and get that out 
rather than trying to get it all get all you know i think there's 37 modules or something in the thing that they finally released it took them months to finish this and just now months later they're finally getting some feedback on it where if they had focused on just getting a little bit out they could have gotten some feedback immediately and and improved their product market fit with a small piece rather than a larger one so um, but I, I'm sure it's safe to say that whether <laughs> whether your suggestion went on closed ears, they're probably looking back and like, oh, exactly. We should have done this months ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and if, if we had time, we could talk math and I can show you the ridiculous math that when you do that, what I was just talking about, and yeah. when you release a little bit early, that's high value, it just crushes things as far as you're having your revenues start and getting them started earlier is so anyway I'll, i we could go into the math on it but it's it's i mean i'm almost, i i almost want to I'm, I'm sort of a geek like that i love math <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know if our listeners might love it because that, that's really interesting right like if you could actually have those numbers you know if i were yeah. talking to it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a tech startup it could be any entrepreneur or any product manager or product owner is like, listen, the math is this. You get out tomorrow versus six months from now. <laughs> Here's no, the math. Like, I, I'm interested about that math. I, I have, I, I have a, a <laughs> training deck that I use, and and I think the numbers go on the training deck on the example that I use from like an ROI, break even ROI at 31 months, and when you do X, Y, and Z kinds of things and pull it up closer uh the roi ends up being like 14 months or something like that 12 months wow it, yeah break even break even at 12 months it, it's it's crazy right i mean from 31 months to 14 that hello <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's like you, you almost need to do that you almost just need to tell every entrepreneur that like yes this, you want to start something look at this look at this math don't think don't try to make it perfect. Just, just get to market, man. Get to market. Don't and, worry. So I wanted to go back to focus, though, for a second. Um, this is one that that entrepreneurs, and I'm talking to myself when I say this, we have a real hard time with focus in the multitasking world. Um, for decades, we have said multitasking. Ah, you know, we want people who are good multitaskers to work for us here. Oh. I have a skill. I'm a great multitasker. BS. Exactly. <laughs> no I one everyone. can multitask. No one does it. You quickly sequential task. Not even a computer could do it. It, Not has, even to a switch. it has to switch back and forth. I... <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. Um, so, some great information on that. If you want to just go watch a little video, um, was done by John Medina, the brain rules guy. Um, he's a, a neuroscientist at the University of Washington, and he's got a little short video. Uh, I think it's video number four from his brain rules. It's called attention. Our brains don't pay attention to boring things, but he talks about multitasking in there and how it's not a thing. And it, it will it will destroy your productivity if you try and multitask. Focus on one thing at a time. I block the first, we're doing this at eight o'clock my time. Yeah, I block nine to noon on my calendar. I do nothing with anyone else but my work from nine to noon every day. 
And by that, and I just focus on trying to get one thing done at a time and move that through my process. I love that. I actually do the same thing. Um, typically, this 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 show, I've when I first launched it, it it was eleven, so eight your time. Um, but I'm yeah. slowly moving it to the afternoon so I could keep focus on on my you know the projects that are in, in my place as well, like that. And that's me working with 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 Jared actually, who who introduced us, right? He's like, nice. you need to you need to do this stuff, and so it's uh it's very important, right? Because that's where you're you get the important that eighty or the twenty depend whatever which way you want to do that ratio, right? right. right? <laughs> so so that's amazing. If you are just joining us, having a fascinating topic, uh, we started talking about you know you know being nimble, agile, being the leader to to ensure that you're able to let go and make everyone more not accountable but giving them the empowerment to to move move products forward and this last topic that we're talking about if you are just joining us you have a, any questions is the math <laughs> the difference of going to like this this is not that it's mind blown i've i've always known this not always <laughs> it took me a long time to learn this as an entrepreneur but when you tell me the tangible numbers of this is the difference from 14 months to 31 months of a break even yeah like just launch. I don't care if you launch one module tomorrow. Like just launch it, man. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's, that's crazy. It, it, it's really interesting to look at the the lines on the graph. I do some graphs on the on the, the 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 PowerPoint deck and how the lines start to curve and shorten up as you start doing these um, iterative and incremental releases of stuff. But that's cool. That's cool. No, this 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 topic's amazing, and we probably have a couple more minutes left. Uh, I'm enjoying this, um, Joseph. So I think I, I hope everyone else is enjoying this, and I think you and I could probably geek about this all morning. <laughs> but we we maybe we'll just have to have you back on the show um, oh, another specific thing. Um, so I guess for those listening, emerging leaders, whether they're tech entrepreneurs or an executive, like what what final thoughts or tips would you want to leave them with today as a as a leader and i don't care if you're tech or not but it, the and, and i want to say that too the 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 one of the other reasons that i avoid the word agile mm -hmm. is it has a, a connotation of tech and the principles that i'm applying with my clients apply in any kind of organization i don't care what kind of organization you're in i'm actually coaching pastors Oh, wow. <laughs> so, there's not a lot of tech there. Well, maybe like the slides up and, you know, but mm -hmm. the same principles apply because it's really about people. And the thing that I would say to you is something that I actually said in a post on LinkedIn uh, day before yesterday. Um, leaders need to recognize that as you become as your, as your organization grows and you become more of a leader higher in the organizational tree, um, we can talk about organizational structures sometime too. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, your job becomes less and less about um, actually doing the work and actually making the decisions. And it becomes more and more about setting a direction and giving guidelines and creating a culture where people are safe. Because if you don't do that, no one else will. And if you spend all your time trying to make decisions for the company, decisions that, that 
really could be made by someone else, then no one is shepherding your culture and entropy enters <laughs> <laughs> and things will degrade right. and your, your company will become like every other company out there. I swear the great companies are few and far between, but those are the ones where the executive level and, and the mid management level recognize that their primary job is shepherding the culture, not organizing and doing technical decisions and all that. They hire smart people to do that. Yes. Like, yes. like Steve Jobs said in that quote. Yeah. That's well, that's what I would leave you with. I love it. No, that that's perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Um, Joseph, this is great. Can you share where we could find more information about you, your work, or, or anything else you'd like to, to share yeah, with us today? Sure, absolutely. Uh, my website, I have two websites. Uh, one is for my individual coaching and one is for my group transformation coaching. Um, the group one is www.whitewaterprojects.com. That's like whitewater rafting, whitewaterprojects.com. And that's that's for uh, business organizational transformation work. And for individual coaching, I, I do coach individuals, startup people and entrepreneurs, uh, mid-level managers, and that you look at josephflahiff.com, just www.josephflahiff.com. But connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I think I'm the only Joseph Flahiff there. <laughs> it's It won't be hard to find me. Uh, check out my books. I've written two books on the topic, uh, Being Agile in a Waterfall World and The New Agile Manager. Uh, and that's, yeah. Please connect uh, with me on all those places. Well, I did just drop your links into the comments section. Awesome. So it's been an absolute pleasure, Joseph. Thank you for, for taking the time to co-host today. This is, I love the topic. I mean, I talk about this stuff, you know, just in off, off air with a lot of people. Right. Yeah. So, so it was great that I actually, uh, we got this, we got this going. So again, as mentioned, definitely invite you to join me, join co-host me again in the near future. Let's do it. Great. Well, you have a fantastic weekend, Joseph. We'll we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. This is the Business Leadership Podcast Live. It's an almost daily show. It actually happens every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, and so if and actually when I got I got all like thinking about Friday, but be sure to check out my podcast as well, where I sit down with um business leaders, executives, entrepreneurs to discuss their their journey of leadership, whether they're, you know, talking about culture or how they grew or how they let go. You know, maybe maybe you're struggling and you don't know how to let go of of this this management. So be sure to check it. You could find my podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast. But that's a wrap, everybody. Happy Friday. Hope you had a fantastic productive week. Uh, have a nice weekend. And I'll see you all next time. Edwin signing off.